Hi everyone, it's Tessa and Joe from the Unveiling Paradise Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa, summer is almost here and so many of our listeners are about to have their epic destination wedding. And we are so excited for you guys. Before the big day, guys, we want you to make sure you listen to these three episodes. Episode 62, Deep Diving Your Wedding Ceremony. Episode 53, Questions Your Wedding Guests Will Ask. And episode 31, the final countdown to your wedding day. And if you're planning your wedding here in Hawaii, hit us up and ask us about our Unveiling Paradise podcast promo. Happy planning. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Unveiling Paradise podcast. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Tessa. How are you? So good. So funny thing is I have a topic that I want to talk about today that you have told me no multiple times, (laughs) but I'm doing it. Sounds like this is not going to be a great show, but my 100% faith is with you, so let's go for it. Do you? Yeah, why not? (laughs) That's your problem. (laughs) But, so the topic that I want to talk about today is really, really exciting. (laughs) I love it. And really, it's, it's a lot of these secret terms, these wedding acronyms, these wedding words that nobody has a clue what they mean unless you're in the industry or you're actively planning multiple weddings and I'm excited. So are you saying this is like the cool kid club? Like, you know, the secret language, yeah, the secret words. I am a cool kid. I don't know <laughs> if you're going to know all the words. I so. don't know any of them. <laughs> so what we're doing today is we're bringing on a special guest. She and I know all the words. You guys are part of the cool club. Together. We are the cool kid club. So let me introduce you to our good friend, Michelle Ganico. She is the associate director of catering at the Hyatt Regency Waikiki. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks for coming on our show. Hello. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So Michelle, we've known you for a a number of years, but to our listeners, can you introduce yourself? What is your job and how have you become the gatekeeper to all the secret words in the wedding industry? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, Joe, but yeah, I've been working for the Hyatt for a really long time. I won't reveal how many years, but it's been a while. I enjoy every minute of it though. Every wedding that we do here, it just It's so amazing. We want to make it special. We want to make it unique. And we really, you know, want to take care of our clients. And the really unique thing about the Hyatt Regency is you guys do really specialize in weddings, right? That's correct. I think of any events that we do here, weddings is sort of the forefront of our event uh, business here. We see more weddings than other types of events, but every wedding, we want to make sure everything's perfect. And what I like about the Hyatt really is it's that level of service that they provide to our wedding clients. You know, in addition to Michelle and her team going above and beyond, they have different wedding packages. So when you're choosing to do your wedding at the Hyatt Regency, they have different levels of rooms, cakes, upgrades, which kind of, you know, it all kind of helps in your budget. And as a wedding planner, all of the freebies for your wedding really kind of make it great. And if you're just planning your wedding, you're trying to figure out how to make it happen, they will hold your hand and walk you through all the tricky lingo that we hear all day long. So let's get into this. We're going to take a deep dive and we're going to pick your brain. We're actually maybe do a little bit of quizzing too, Michelle. About I'm ready. Some, <laughs> I'm ready. Some of the wedding lingo that we hear all the time And I think it's just going to be really helpful and useful to our listeners so that when they are getting started, meeting with catering managers, meeting with venues, they are going to know how to talk the cool kid talk. So let's get started. 
Welcome to Unveiling Paradise, your go-to destination wedding podcast. I'm Tessa, wedding planner and owner of Fred and Kate Events. And I'm Joe, wedding and adventure photographer of Joseph Esser Photography. We are based in Hawaii, one of the biggest, most popular locations for destination weddings. We want to share our real-life experiences with you, give you insight from a professional's perspective, and still make sure you're having fun in the process. We're huge believers in the fact that planning a destination wedding can be one of the most amazing experiences, and we want to bring you along. We're so excited to talk with you about weddings, Hawaii, and everything else under the sun. So pack your bags and let's get started. Welcome back, guys. Today, again, we are talking about the cool kids' secret code words in weddings. Are you ready? Yeah. You are? We're ready. So I want to start by saying that as a wedding planner, I get this a lot. People are booking venues, booking vendors. They're reading their contracts. They're understanding the language. As we start kind of progressing, then all of a sudden... They're telling me, wait, I actually don't know what this means. Or what are we talking about? You know, so I think I always compare it to buying a house where I bought a house and I signed all the paperwork. And as I read the contracts after, I realized I had no idea what I was signing, which is scary if you think about that. Yeah, you don't want to start planning your wedding, signing contracts if you have no idea what you're signing on to. Exactly. And especially when you're starting with a venue contract, there's a lot of these terms and words and things that you think you understand And once you start doing your planning, you realize, oh, maybe I didn't understand as much as I thought I did. And so that's what we want to talk about today. So we have a list of some words. Joe, I'm curious to see what you actually know of these words. Me too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I know Michelle knows, so we're going to test both of you because I always like to make it a game and a competition. So Michelle will be the... Key, Judge. The key, she's, right? Yeah, she's the answer, the key. answer key. Okay, we got it. And I and we're just testing you, and I'm just here for entertainment. I, guess. <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> okay, so the first hotel term that we have is BEO. BEO. Joe? Yeah, BEO. Okay, so if you don't shower, right? <laughs> BEO. Right? I don't know how that fits into a wedding, but I mean, you want to smell fresh. Is that like yeah, at the sh- hotel? Yeah, like, take a shower. Take yeah, a shower. BEO. Is that right, Michelle? That's uh, that's not quite it, Joe. But <laughs> what actually what a BEO is, it stands for banquet event order. So when the couple is ready to finalize all their details from their menus to their timeline to their event setup, all those details are put onto a document called a banquet event order. It's given to the couple about a month prior to their wedding so that they can review and make sure that everything's perfect. So this is like the entire order. So if they're ordering linens through the hotel or if they have their menu, add-ons, appetizers, Mm -hmm. you're going to see that all in your BEO. That's correct. Yep. You're going to see all of that. Um, It usually comes from the venue and is shared with the couple at some point. And, you know, one thing that I want to say is in addition to it being the food and beverage, it's all things hotel. So what time does the air conditioning turn on in the ballroom? You know, is the parking hosted or not hosted? So anything related to the hotel will go on to the BEO. In addition to any of the vendors that are coming in will also be listed somewhere else, too. So it is a plethora of of information, not about being stink on your wedding day, Joe. <laughs> Actually, I, I did know that because I just saw a BEO at a wedding that we had just done. And it's a pretty significant document. It goes through everything. It goes through so much. And 
I would imagine you maybe need a month. <laughs> so I got it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it just lists everything that the venue is going to be doing for yeah. you. So, you know, the venue also asks couples to sign off on it. It's sort of like a contract. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very, very important document that comes out closer in towards the wedding day. So guys, in addition to the BEO, the banquet event order, it's also known as an event order. Every hotel has a different name for it. So again, it really is kind of that master sheet of all the information. One of my tips for you is as you get the BEO, as you're working with your venue, you need to make sure that you read it line by line. This is all of the information. This is all of the expectations on your wedding date. If it doesn't list that the parking is hosted, then on the wedding day, you're likely going to be paying for you and your guest parking. Okay. So, you were wrong, Joe, on that one. Michelle was obviously right, as she is our master key. (laughs) (laughs) Our next one is going to be tricky, and I would be shocked if you actually get this one, but I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. All right. Okay. Plus, plus. Plus, plus. Plus, plus. Okay, so this is when you want to bring a guest and another guest. <laughs> plus, plus. <laughs> or if you've eaten too much and you need a little extra space in your belt, you've got a couple plus pluses to fit in your pants. <laughs> no? It's close. Okay. I'm going to say it's close. Michelle? Well, not quite again, Joe. <laughs> but uh, plus, plus in the world of events generally refers to adding service charge and tax onto the base price. So many times when venues share their menus or they share contracts with their couples, you're going to see the base price listed in all these documents. So plus plus is something that is added on after, which is the tax and service charge is added on top of the base price. So couples need to make sure that they understand that. So the plus plus is service charge and your taxes. That's correct. Gotcha. Okay, yep. perfect. And one thing I want to add is the plus plus is common in hotels where, again, every single hotel will add a plus plus to their food and beverage. It's also understanding sometimes the food and beverage plus plus is different than their room rental plus plus, where the service fee might be a lesser charge. Also to keep in mind is it's not exclusive to hotels. So some caterers, some rentals, some different companies add the plus plus too. So it is not a hotel specific term. So whenever you're looking at a contract or any sort of legal document and you see the plus plus, always ask, what is that? Because that is adding, you know, 10, 20, 30% more onto your budget. Right. And I think sometimes it's a little difficult for couples to calculate the plus plus. So it never hurts to ask the venue or the events manager for an estimate or something that would share the full cost of the wedding. So I'm not part of the cool kid club yet. All right. I'm zero for two. All right. Let's <laughs> not do yet. I have hope. I'm holding out hope for you. The next one is F and B. F and B. F and B. <laughs> Sounds like a swear word. <laughs> Did I find a way to swear? <laughs> Without this is supposed to be a clean program. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to answer that. But what does F and B mean, Michelle? <laughs> so F and B stands for food and beverage. F and B, not F and B. <laughs> F and 
food and beverage. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times, I guess we take it for granted that you know we use these acronyms all the time, both in our emails, in our language, when we talk to clients. But yeah, F and B is just short for food and beverage. And when we're talking about food and beverage, we're often referring to a food and beverage minimum, and the minimum being the least amount you can spend. It is your guaranteed spend. So, say for example, you're at a venue and there's a twenty thousand dollar food and beverage minimum. That means, regardless of your guest count, if you have two hundred people, one hundred people, fifty, you have to hit that twenty thousand dollar minimum spend plus the plus plus. If you have a twenty thousand dollar food and beverage minimum, you're going to be paying twenty thousand dollars. Plus service fee, plus tax, at the very minimum. That is your minimum spend. Okay, Joe, I have faith in you, but I'm I'm starting to get a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to get the next one. I feel good about this. Okay. Okay. So we're going away from acronyms, and now we're just going for just like fancy words. Okay, I do like words. I'm you good are at words. fancy. I know. Okay, so we are talking about a courtesy room block. Versus a guaranteed room block. Okay, I, I'm going to guess that courtesy would mean courtesy. it's a courtesy. Yeah, a guaranteed would mean it's guaranteed for you. We're holding these rooms. I, I, is that close? Am I close? Joe, I think you're close. This is what I'm going to tell you. Does close count as a point or not? You're going to get a half point, and this is why. Okay. You were correct on I'm the guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> you were correct on the guaranteed in the sense that if you are guaranteeing ten rooms with a hotel. You are obligated to pay for those ten rooms, even if you get people to book them or not. So, say I have five guests that want to stay, you are still going to be held to those ten rooms. There are other things like attrition and whatever, and we don't care about those. So, let's not talk about that today. I have no idea what attrition Perfect. means. Perfect. Then so let's not don't even put think that on about the list. <laughs> so, okay, if you're guaranteeing a room block and you say you have ten rooms, you are committed to ten rooms with a courtesy block. You're not obligated, so you have a more expensive room, but you can hold ten rooms. If people book it, great. If you don't, then you release it, and you have no financial obligation. And that's the big difference between courtesy and guaranteed room blocks. So guaranteed means if they don't book it, you're on the hook for、Correct. that, but you get it for a lower rate. Whereas courtesy is we have these many rooms. It's at a discounted rate, maybe. Correct. But you don't have to personally guarantee that all of those rooms fill. Correct. Okay, got it. The only benefit, though, to doing a guaranteed room block is to just make sure that the rooms are there for your guests. Right. Some hotels they book out many months in advance, so you want to make sure that the rooms are there for your guests for your wedding. So actually, this is really interesting. There are different months. That hotels will be completely booked up around the holidays, right? True, yeah, or even summertime.、Absolutely. Yep, summertime holidays, especially、uh, Christmas and New Year's. Hotels book up months in advance, so you want to make sure that you do your room blocks relatively early. Don't wait to the last minute to block. The rooms do that in advance. I actually recommend doing that right after you sign a event contract with a hotel or venue. Take care of your rooms. Take care of your guests. And I love it when our couple and all of their guests are at one central place at the same hotel. It just makes everything so much more convenient. I love I love room blocks. I think that's a huge benefit. Actually,、yeah. you know, you're getting ready at the hotel. You're not fighting traffic getting to the next destination.、Yeah. All your guests. Will be happy that they're right there at the venue itself, 
And after the long wedding date, they have somewhere to go to to rest, and after they don't have been to partying. worry about driving. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. It's perfect. Okay, Joe, you got a half point so far. I'm going to give you that. So if this was my daughter's report card, I'm like, it's Maybe not looking good. Maybe an F plus. <laughs> is there an F plus or there D? Is I'm no going to give pluses. you a D minus. There's that's a thing. I want an F and B. <laughs> <laughs> a B and F. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling you're going to get the next one right. So I have full faith in you. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about the difference between a catering manager versus a banquet captain and bonus point versus a wedding coordinator. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Here we go. So catering manager, banquet captain, wedding coordinator. Okay. Catering manager is the person you want to know who gets everything done. The banquet captain is the one who is going to treat you really well with food, so you want to be really nice. And the coordinator can make your life beautiful or hellish. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you a point. I'm going to give you a point for that. Yay, Joe. <laughs> one and a half points. One and a half points. And, but I'm going to hand off to Michelle to maybe dive a little deeper. Okay. All right. Okay. What you said actually isn't false, but (laughs) (laughs) so catering manager, first of all, Uh, catering manager is the person that you initially meet with, right? So the bride and groom will meet uh, the catering manager. They'll uh, book the event venue. They'll do all the pre-planning on behalf of the venue. The banquet captain is the person that will be there on the event day or your wedding day. And that person runs the floor. So they'll work with the wedding coordinator and event uh, manager, and they will release the tables to the buffet line. They will help guests uh, with their needs on the day of their wedding. They help with the program. Sometimes they help cut the cake or be there to wipe the cake off the cheek of the bride, or, you know, they have multiple duties um, there at the venue. Wedding coordinator, and this is the most important person, I think. Oh, you hear that? (laughs) I know, I'm listening. (laughs) A wedding coordinator is someone I feel is taking the lead of the wedding planning and the wedding day, especially. So think of the event manager or the venue as a, as a vendor. Yeah. We ultimately are another vendor. The wedding coordinator puts everyone together. I like the idea we've said before about the conductor of the orchestra, right? The one who is like making yeah. sure that everything is running. Yeah, exactly. I think that Michelle's, giving you too much credit the banquet manager is the one who brings you the garlic chicken not the coordinator right you're right so i'm saying and one thing that i want to kind of tie everything back together is the wedding coordinator the banquet captain the catering manager all of them are living and breathing by the beo so they are all using the beo all night to make sure that we are doing exactly what the client expects from the venue so the beo is like our Bible on the wedding day. A lot of the terms that we talked about, right, Michelle, have been definitely more indoor or hotel-centric. Sure. One thing to keep in mind is when we're looking at tricky words, it's not just hotels. It is every possible area of weddings. So we want to talk about outdoor venues and how things get tricky there. And I know that the Hyatt is an indoor venue, but I'm sure you've heard a lot of these words or a lot of these terms or have have managed these things. So basically, I'm going to test both of you now on these words and I'm the master key. So I'm not sure if I like that because... Oh, it's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Michelle's <laughs> way smarter than me. I know, but I believe in you. Okay, all right, okay. Well, this is new for me, too, because, you know, we don't have a outdoor lawn or anything of that nature, but... You know, and you stand like outdoors. All right, then I, I'm taking you down, Michelle. I got this. <laughs> okay, the first one is tricky, and I get this a lot from couples. They don't know what this means. So the first word is scullery. Oh yeah, I know this one. <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. have to do with a pirate ship. It's not. It's okay. So silly. Okay, in the '90s there was a show called The X Files, and you had Mulder and Scullery. <laughs> Scullery was the redheaded actress. I don't know how she fits into weddings, but (laughs) that's Scullery. Okay, first of all, you're aging yourself, so that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, it's a great show. But you're talking about Scully and not Scullery. Scullery, okay, never mind. Okay. (laughs) Michelle, do you want to try to take a guess at this? I think it has something to do with a kitchen or a back kitchen or a prep area. There you go. Something of that nature. Is that right, Tessa? You're correct, Michelle. So Michelle is correct. Joe, you're wrong. Oops. Give us a little more specific definition. I'm going to give though. you some. Some. I'm going to give you a before deeper you dive. give those points away to Michelle. I'm going to tell you it has nothing to do with pirate ships or X Files. So okay, <laughs> so no points for me. So no point for you. Zero. But basically, the scullery is two parts, right? It's the physical kitchen space where they're actually cleaning and scraping the plates with all the food, right? If we're at an outdoor venue, and you have leftover food it has to get dumped it has to be taken out it's the area where you're actually cleaning it's the the prep messy kitchen cleanup it also can be referred to as the people right it's the scullery are the staff that are actually the ones scraping the plates putting the forks in right whatever rental items you have believe it or not have to go back into the holders to go back to the rental company to get cleaned so scullery can be used in two ways but it is the the cleanup of the food and all of that junk at the end. Okay, the next one for both of you, and we're going to start with Michelle first, is prep tent. Prep tent. Yep. I think the prep tent would be something that guests or clients would use to prep their items before putting it out on the tables. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Tessa, what is the best thing you can have on a hot summer wedding day? Gosh, Joe, honestly, there is nothing better than fine time shave ice. I love fine time shave ice. So good. Honestly, it's the soft ice, the variety of syrups and flavors, and their toppings. Their toppings are incredible from ice cream to mochi balls to condensed milk. It is amazing. Stop. I'm getting so hungry. I know. Well, if you want some, check it out. Fine time shave ice. And check out their company and all their delicious flavors on our show notes. Do it now. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. So the prep tent is where you're prepping food. It's a special area that's just designated for food so it doesn't get contaminated with all kinds of other junk. You're correct. Now, here's the thing that I want to remind people. Whenever we're doing an outdoor venue space, whenever we are creating a wedding, you are literally building a restaurant, a hotel from ground up. So all of these things that we take for granted that are included in the cost of your hotel food and beverage, you have to bring in on your own. So with a prep tent, you are getting a tent, you need walls, you need lighting, you need tables, 
you need to have jack stands all of these things that are already you're not charged for these items at a hotel these are additional costs at outdoor venues with the scullery you often will need again a scullery tent tables trash bins trash bags scullery is also staffing so you're also paying per person to be there to scrape the plates clean two things that are both kitchen related that are additional cost to think about with outdoor venues next one is bar back and i'm going to start with you joe okay bar back for no reason i actually know this one so if you want to steal this answer michelle you can but it's the person who's helping out the bartender he's called the bar back michelle what about you yeah i it, that's exactly right, Joe. Um, I think they also... Um, Don't give yourself a point yet. I have to say it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> He's writing a, a point, you guys. <laughs> yeah, they also bring extra alcohol or they restock the drinks um, in the back for the actual bartender. They grab ice. They, you know, remove trash. They, they have multiple duties um, behind the bar scene. Both of you are absolutely correct. So fine, you can give... Don't give another point. (laughs) (laughs) But exactly, and that's what it is, right? It's, again, understanding that at an outdoor venue, we are creating a restaurant. We're creating a bar. A lot of times what will happen is on invoices, people will see three bartenders, one bar back. When every couple is trying to cut cost, they're saying, well, what is this person? Why do we need them? What is this here for? And it's understanding, though, like, they do so much that... You cannot run a bar without that bar back. You need that support staff. These are things that are additional fees that have to be considered when you're booking different vendors. Okay, this one is not a hard word, but it is something to consider in terms of terms. So you're saying I can't get it wrong. Well, I'm going to start with Michelle. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> so the outdoor term that I want to talk about is trash cleanup. Mm, yeah, that's a good one, actually. And Thank you. Yeah, a lot of people don't factor in that you'd have to clean up your wedding after hosting an outdoor venue. Um, so you would probably have to consider what the venue's rules are in terms of trash cleanup. I, From my, what I understand, you may need to designate people to throw the trash out or to replenish the trash receptacles. Um, But you really have to take care of the venue after it's all over. And, you know, you may be tired and your guests want to go home, but there, you know, there's some substantial cleanup, I think, after weddings happen. I think at hotels, we take care of all of that for you. You're just picking up what you're wanting to take home and that's it. You just leave the rest to us. Joe, what about you? Yeah, actually, that's so interesting you say that because like you can really see the difference between having a hotel and outdoor event, like how there's... Very similar roles, but different responsibilities. I think trash cleanup is the one thing that nobody wants to do, especially at an outdoor venue. And you have to make sure somebody is designated to do that. Otherwise, you get hit with losing your deposit or you get hit with whatever fee it might be. Exactly. And so you're both correct. It really it's that cleanup at the end of the night or throughout the day. You know, Michelle mentioned that constant changing of the trash if it fills up who's going to empty the trash cans and swap them out right so again these are all things that if you're at a hotel are included but at an outdoor venue the trash cleanup at the end of the night and throughout the evening has to be discussed so again this is a term i think it's something that people don't often think about when they're planning their weddings but it is a huge part of making your day seamless and enjoyable michelle you got all your answers correct she did correct 
What's your score, Joe? So there were, I think there was nine terms so far, and I've got four and a half of them right. Okay, so Joe, you're telling me that you have four and a half points. That is correct. I'm so doubtful. <laughs> but <laughs> let's bring it home with some general wedding terms and see how you do here. Okay. Am I still competing with Michelle? Because I don't think it's really yeah. fair. Yeah. No, you have to. All right. You have to compete against Michelle. I'm still the master key. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next one is going to be an interesting term because I think it's a little dated, but... Let's see if either of you know what this is. So the term is receiving line. Let's start with you, Joe. Receiving line is the line you form to get your wedding gifts. <laughs> you receive them in the line. Like the or toaster money. oven, <laughs> microwave. And if you don't want it, then you just send them to the back yeah, of the yeah, line. Okay. Like, try again. Yes. Check. One point. Michelle? Yeah, so a receiving line, what that is actually, is a line, that's true, Joe, but it usually consists of the bride, the groom, and their parents. And uh. back in the day, they would form a line at the entrance and greet all their guests as they were coming into the reception. So that was an opportunity, I think, was they were given a chance to see and talk story with their guests. Whereas, you know, when you have a really large wedding, sometimes that's not quite possible. We don't see it too often these days. Um, I think a lot of couples instead have replaced it with photo taking at each table or finding other ways of acknowledging their guests at some point in the reception. I still see receiving lines, actually. I do, do see you? that. Yeah, but not too often, not too often. I think it happens when our couple wants to say hi to everyone. But you're right, like, I think a more modern twist on that is doing table photos where everyone gets to come up, see the couple, take a picture, and then move on. Don't even get me started about that. Table photos. Well, it just takes so much time. You're trying to stop people from eating. Oh, man, if I'm table 20 and I have to wait for everyone to say hi, I'm going to be hungry and grumpy. Okay, so Michelle got that one right. Joe, I'm going to give you maybe a quarter point because you tried. I will take it. Like a quarter, though. Okay. One fourth okay. check. The next one is pipe and drape. Pipe and drape. And I'm going to start with Michelle. A lot of wedding couples really want their head table to look grand and to look very beautiful. And so pipe and drape, what it really is, it's really poles and draping that goes across of it. It creates a beautiful backdrop to maybe your sweetheart table or head table. It really creates a focal point in the ballroom. Many photographers love the pipe and drape because they're focusing really on that section of the ballroom or the venue because it's just hiding sort of, you know, doors or entryways or things that you don't want to see as well. Michelle, great job. Joe, what, I mean, don't copy her, but what is your thought? Okay, so pipe and drape is when you have an ugly ballroom, right? Not like when we have <laughs> the Hyatt here. The Hyatt's is gorgeous. Yeah. So, But I have seen some say. very ugly ballrooms. It's like dark, super dark wood, sort of like real aged. And what they do is they put up pipe and drape to make it look like elegant and grand. Like it's basically just like floor to ceiling curtains for your reception. Yeah? Yeah. Two points. One point. <laughs> <laughs> but you are right. And again, right, a couple things is when you pipe and drape, you can pipe and drape the entire ballroom if you want. If you're going for just that over-the-top, elegant, grand, draping everywhere. If you want to create a focal point, you can create a smaller pipe and drape backdrop 
for your head table, for your sweetheart table, for whatever else, you can create a smaller focal point so all eyes kind of lean in that way. So there are a lot of ways that you can do it. You can add uplighting, you can do a double drape. There's so many things you can do, but it's understanding that the pipe and drape is literally that. It is pipes holding up some draping. Okay, last one. Joe, first tell me what is your point score? What is your What are your points right now? Well, I gave myself two points on that last one just I literally said cheat. you can have one point. I know, I need to cheat. I'm not even doing very well. <laughs> I have six and three quarters points because you only gave me a quarter point on that one. I know because... <laughs> this is really lame. <laughs> okay, so you have six and three quarters. Okay, so this last one, I'm going to make it a three-pointer. Will it get me into the cool club? Because right now, <laughs> I'm like not even close to the Michelle door. Michelle is the judge for the last one. So I'm going to have to pass it to her to see if you make it into the cool kids club. So this last one, and, and I kind of mentioned these terms earlier as a precursor. So basically, what we're talking about is the difference between a head table, a sweetheart table, and a king's table. Now, I know Michelle knows the answer to this one. So, Joe, it's all on you. Like, can you get them right to get into the cool kids club? Ooh, I don't think I can, actually. Okay, I think you I, think can, I can do two you can of the three. The head table is the couple and their wedding entourage, bridesmaids, groomsmen. It's like a bigger table. The sweetheart table is just the couple. The king's table? I don't really know. I just want to say it's an all or nothing. So you get three points or zero. So you don't get like half points or two. Like if you can't get them all, you're going to get a zero. I guess is it two men? I don't know. <laughs> I like that. And then why don't we have a queen's table? I mean, come it's on. It's crazy. Why don't we? It's a good that's question. A, that is a good question. Why don't give we you a have a queen's table? A half point? So that's a one and a half points if it's a half Maybe. of a three. I'm gonna let me, no, no, okay, no. Don't okay. add points yet. I'm going to let Michelle tell you what they well, are first. Joe is actually... Close. You got the head table, right? You got the sweetheart table, right? So what a king's table is, it's a long table. Generally, it's set on the ground, so not on a stage. It does incorporate the bridal party, usually. But a king's table could also be the parents or very close family to the bridal couple. And a lot of times this long table is featured in the center of all the other guest tables. It's an important VIP table. I think it's because of the style of the table. It's very different from all the other guest tables. So, you know, someone very important is sitting there. So I actually have seen that. I did not know that was what you called it. So it's a king's table. Yeah. So instead of being at the head, right, like with your head table, you're up at the front. You're often on a stage. Everyone's sitting on one side facing out. Yeah. Again, like you said, with the sweetheart table, it's two of them. Again, likely on a stage or at the front and they're facing out. The king's table, again, is kind of more central in the middle. You have people sitting all around the table. So it's often a long rectangle table. You're going to have your wedding party. Maybe their significant others. Maybe their kids, parents, VIPs, and the couple is at the table as well. So it's all kind of around this long, I want to say like King Arthur style, huge table. And that's what the king's table is. Like so just full of food. Just full yeah. of people and yes. food. Perfect. Gluttony. <laughs> I love it. Lots of garlic give, chicken. Yeah, lots of garlic chicken. Okay, I'm going to give you, Michelle, should we give him one, two, three? Give him two points. You can two have points. two out of three points. That's so nice of Michelle. Still a so, mile okay, away from a passing You have score, to though. have 10 to get into the Cool Kids Club. So what are you at? Eight and three fourths. Good Eight job, Joe. Oh, good That's job. Awesome. You tried. Uh, can I get a sticker at least? <laughs> Scratch and sniff stickers. Can I get one of those? Absolutely. Okay. You deserve it. 
<laughs> smells like a skunk. <laughs> a rotten egg. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, well, you know what? I do have to say, it is a pleasure and an honor to be at this king's table with the two of you. The coolest <laughs> cookies in the group. Let's do this before we end for the day. Michelle, let's talk about the Hyatt Regency in Waikiki. Amazing property. Tessa and I get to work here a lot. It is one of our favorites. Can you give our listeners a highlight of your property? Yeah, definitely. Thanks. The Hyatt Regency Waikiki, we're the heart of Waikiki. Yeah. You know, we're, we're centralized. We're close walking distance to just about anything here in Waikiki, which makes it a great place for locals and destination wedding couples. You know, our forte really is weddings here. Our ballroom was renovated just about a year ago, actually, and the entire renovation revolved around wedding couples. From its neutral gray palettes to us keeping its gorgeous chandeliers to the windows that overlook the ocean. Alongside of that, we have the Nalea Terrace, which is our outdoor venue, also with beautiful views of Waikiki Beach. To me, it it just speaks weddings. You know, it's it's the perfect venue for wedding ceremonies, receptions, rehearsal dinners, etc. Michelle, it really is a gorgeous property. As a photographer, it is a one-of-a-kind place where you have these amazing chandeliers in this ballroom, which is just absolutely epic for photography. I know Tessa wants to talk about food, though. We, we are both the biggest fans of the Hyatt Regency's food. It's amazing. So my favorite things, and this is what I tell all my couples. I said, if you're going to book the Hyatt, you have to get the garlic chicken. Yep. It is so good. The garlic chicken, they have a portobello mushroom ravioli and their short ribs. There's so much good food. The food, and this is a big part, it's always very consistent. They consistently do a good job. It's not like other restaurants, you know, where you go and you're like, is the food going to be good today? I don't know. Like the food is always consistently good. And for a wedding, if you're planning a year out, you want to know that what you tasted today is going to be the same for your wedding. And this is what they do really, really well. Thanks everyone for listening. We hope that you guys walk into the Cool Kid Club after this and you have all the right lingo for your wedding. If you have questions, words that you're hearing that you want us to like break down. We are happy to do that on another episode. So we will catch you guys real soon. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Unveiling Paradise. If you enjoy our show, please follow us and rate us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would really mean a lot. And don't forget to also get on our mailing list and follow us on Instagram. Just do it already. Until next time, this is Tessa. And this is Joe. And don't forget, your happily ever after is just a plane ride away. <laughs>